Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Make It Epic Wedding Podcast. You are with Matt and Tim. Hello, mate. How are you today? I am well. I'm actually feeling okay. I've been bloody sick, mate. I've been so sick for yeah, the you last gave it like a week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm if uh, if I sound a bit funky today, you know why? Because uh, I worked with Tim last week and he was coughing everywhere, and I'm oh, pretty sure man. he gave it like, to me. Like <laughs> I, I never get sick. Never, never get sick. And if I'm sick, I may be sick for like 24 hours. Uh, but I, I was wiped out, mate. I was like swamped for six. I was out for like four or five days. Had no, no voice. Sounded like I was dying. But love it. Yeah, finally, <laughs> finally feeling a little bit, a little bit better. So smashing out uh, some work and just finished my last wedding of the season, which is pretty exciting. That's what you want. I would love that uh, to be able to. Oh, no, actually, that's a lie. I love shooting weddings. And I love being busy. Um, I just would like you know maybe one or two weekends off, which I have in a few weeks, which I'm excited for. But yeah, I yeah definitely keen to. Uh, have a bit of a break and um, just recharge the batteries for a week or two, which would be nice for you. I'm sure you're catching up on some editing and uh, yeah, doing all that goodness. Yeah. So diving in a bit more editing, a bit more focus on the like business side as well, trying to get everything ready. But I've only got four weeks, like four weeks off until my next wedding and then season pretty much kicks yeah. off again, like early August. Yeah. And and that's the thing, right, for us, like as well, like even though it's even though we have time off, like especially with the podcast, and then obviously with our personal brands as well, like it's still a busy time. We've still got a lot going on, and then obviously with our families as well. So it's um yeah, busy. But uh, we're we're making it work, mate. We're we're making it work. We're making it work. Work life balance on point VAs all the way. Yeah, that's it. And I suppose if you are, I guess, diving into today's episode, if you were listening, this one is a little bit more, um, I suppose, vendor focused and maybe even a little bit more videographer focused uh, specifically. About, about um, time. About time we just kind of yeah. had a bit more chat about just video. Um, I suppose yeah. that, look, video is, especially on the wedding side, right? Like it's probably more so... Uh, known more as a bit of a negotiable. Um, I, th- I think these times are changing. Like video is becoming something which most couples are considering. Um, it isn't non-negotiable. They want to like look back at these memories. They want to look back and see moving frames and hear voices and like from different parts of the day and have like a, their own story like built into a film that will outlast generations and will really be an heirloom um, for for that couple. Um, and today's really interesting because we have Courtney Holmes. Now, Courtney Holmes is an awesome, awesome chick. She is from Sydney. She's a family videographer, uh, but she's also director of the Australian um, Photographic and uh, Videography Awards, which is pretty cool. Absolutely. She also does uh, photos as well, PS, if you didn't uh, didn't realize. So yeah, she does photos and film, which is amazing. Um, and yeah, she is awesome and I suppose this leads into a little bit of uh, what Tim is getting up to over the next few weeks as well. And uh, you're hearing a bit about, you know, the adventure that he'll be on in a couple of weeks down in Melbourne, uh, which is exciting. Yes. So for the Australian Videography Awards, obviously you need some insanely talented judges to really make sure that these films are up to scratch. And who better to judge some of them, especially the winning category, than moi, your your boy Tim from Make It Epic. (laughs) 
he's uh, his head is growing larger by the second, and uh, he's going to struggle to get out the door, which we talk about often. I feel like, um, you know, giving ourselves a bit of a pat on the back, but it is bloody exciting, mate, and uh, I am stoked for you. So uh, yeah, we got Courtney on. We are chatting all things, I suppose. Uh, yeah, the Australian Videography slash Photography Awards, uh, which is an exciting uh, thing that. I suppose happens regularly, but they've added in this video um, category um, and expanded it this year. So, yeah, we're going to hear all from her today. And, um, yeah, it's definitely worth a listen. Hello, and welcome to the Make It Epic Wedding Podcast, where we believe all weddings can be epic in their own right and uniquely you. We're your hosts, Tim and Matt, a photographer and videographer in the industry. Tune in as we dive deep and unpack all things weddings, how to make it fun, stress-free, and provide other creatives in the industry tips and tricks to raise the standard when it comes to planning the perfect wedding. Hello, Cornier. Welcome to the Make It Epic Wedding Podcast. It's finally good to meet you. Thank you so much for having me. Our absolute pleasure. Now, this is a this is pretty exciting because you're coming from a, a unique perspective in your role and what you do. And there's a couple of things that we're going to go into that I'm really excited to share. But do you want to tell the audience a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do? Yeah, for sure. So I'm, my name is Courtney Holmes, and I am a family filmmaker based in Sydney, originally from the U.S., um, and I've lived here for about 17 years now. And so I first started shooting video. I started out as a photographer, and then I switched over to video probably about eight years ago. And uh, around that time, I could see, like, all of the wedding videos that were being yeah. produced. And I thought to myself feel like families could have this as well this is something that I think as a photographer I know that my camera has the capabilities of doing I was on the Canon Mark III at the time and um so I just decided to give it a try I switched over to video and I started shooting my kids and then fell in love with that put that to music cried a whole (laughs) lot just then felt really passionate about giving that to other people and then that sort of um propelled my business in the way that it went forward, which is now more of a focus on family films and photography as well. I usually shoot photos yeah. and video. That's really interesting because so you started with photo and then moved over to video. Mm-hmm. Like Mostly it's the, yeah. I feel like it's a bit of a the opposite as well sometimes. <laughs> I think it can be for sure. I think a lot of people might come into it um, shooting video first and then switching to photos. Yeah, but for me, I had always shot photos in a documentary yeah. style. So it was really pretty seamless. It was honestly just a matter of switching over to video. I mean, obviously, like the settings and the editing, that was huge. It, it opens up a that whole a new part. world of opportunity. You yeah. miss it. You miss it. Whenever, whenever we do this stuff, like Tim's like, hey, I'll set the camera up for you. And then you like, I'll just like, you hold it. And like, you can do that. Like from there, even like, even on the podcast, when we record ourselves, there was a good amount of time where I was like, definitely recording like everything wrong on my camera. Cause I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. And just clicking buttons and pressing it. And Tim's like, no, no, your like shutter speed needs to be half of what you were currently doing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's weird. Oh. Doesn't it go blurry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, for those that don't know, there, there's maybe a, a little bit more work in video than photo, but <laughs> but not, not but, to but say that's why photos 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 still superior, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, 
Stabby, stabby, stabby. So I got really, I got really excited about the capabilities that I had available to me to be able to tell stories in a much uh, different, more interesting, more like immersive way with video. Um, and so, yeah. So then I think because of that, I had photographers who I was already quite close to asking me to teach them how to shoot video. And so then I started teaching how to shoot video about seven years ago. Then I got asked to do a class on Creative Live and I taught video um yeah for family films on Creative Live. And um that was that was huge. And then I was at the same time running online workshops and then that grew into a membership. So now I've got a membership of around three hundred or so members who learn filmmaking for not just families but definitely like that's our focus but our our members also go out and shoot weddings and they do um brands commercial type work as well and um so it's really just about like speaking to that photographer and explaining to them how to take what they already know and use the gear that they already have and just implement video um in a slow and steady and easy to understand yeah, for sure and like your, your work is amazing because it's so story-based and it, it's really aligned like with, with what i'm like doing for like wedding videography as well and a lot when i first yeah. came into the industry and I, th- I think it's like everyone everyone comes in the industry and they think they have to follow all these rules and they have to do it this way their their influences are based on the people that they follow and the people that they see and i quickly yes. learned that that's not what I wanted to do. And cool. like, for me, I wanted to have like longevity in my business. And I also wanted to make sure that I create stories that are so reflective of the people that I'm like capturing. And I feel like we're doing something pretty similar, but in, in different niches. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. That's why <laughs> I picked you. And I came across your work. I was like, I can see so many like similarities in the way that he captures these weddings and he really tells stories and it's really about the couple so yeah absolutely yeah, for sure. yep. so if you have not checked out courtney's uh films before family films pretty pretty epic go check it out where's the uh where's the best place that we can uh, find you to have a look at some of these films courtney probably um courtneyhomes.com.au and then i'm on instagram courtney Holmes films and photos yeah i think i haven't updated my website with the newest films but on instagram you'll see the the latest ones so, i'm on your yeah. website at the moment and your website is sick i'm like oh thanks. yeah i froth on it and Thank like you. just even your like your branding is so on point i'm rebranding at the moment so um oh, I'm, uh, it's yeah i'm frothing on it it's mad so anyway that's like you hear tim typing in the background <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. It? yeah it's good isn't it <laughs> it's um yeah i've just been like i was i went silent for a little bit there because i was just scrolling endlessly because i was like this is mad <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, we, we are pretty big on our branding i think like branding's a, a big yeah, focus so, like and it's one piece of the calling in our in our business um yeah. I think we just like to portray ourselves in a way that represents us and allows us to like book those ideal couples and connect with our like ideal um, vendors. But yeah, this is this is amazing. Do you find your like with your family films? Because I feel like this is an area that's growing quite quickly, and yeah. like coming into like to the like to the to the wedding space, um, there's actually a lot of, like talk about doing more like adventure type sessions for like video as well, like engagement sessions are have always been big in photo, um, but not so big for, for video at all, actually. But now we're coming to a world yeah. where people want to have a, like, quote unquote, like adventure session or engagement session that's video focused. Yeah. Was there a question? <laughs> Sorry. 
So I was, I was like this. I was the same thing. I was like, "What's he? Where's he going? Is there the? Is there? Is there an end to this part of this conversation?" But, but you're right. You're right because, like, I think that um, there is a real opportunity for for videographers to go in and do more, like, more of that kind of thing. But it, I think sometimes, and you, you are so much more in this than I am. But sometimes I see like the way that wedding films are made, and they're very highly produced, and like. Maybe it's just a bit of they feel like they need all the gear when really like there's so much that you can do with just handheld and just follow them around and like it could just be so epic. Yeah. But like you don't have to have yeah. all the stuff. You can still make something. It's the story is really what is For the sure. most important. I feel like when you when you really start to get some experience under your belt and you're like you're so accustomed <laughs> to following these rules, like the one eighty shot of rule and right. and everything else and like using yeah. the gimbal and stabilized footage and making sure horizons are straight. You get to a point yeah. when you realize like they don't serve you. And for me, I throw no. all of that out the window. Um, and I do the things Same. that I think will tell a better story. Like I haven't used a gimbal for two years and like yeah. I'm, I'm booking high end weddings. Been... I'm working with some yeah. absolute legends and my horizons aren't straight and I don't care because I, 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 I put our preface on the story first and the story always. Absolutely. Yeah. Always, always. That's really what pulls people in. That's what gets them emotional. That's what makes them tear up when they're watching it back. Like, I mean, it can just, it doesn't have to be perfect. And I think sometimes it's even more authentic when it's not. So like, it just feels more like you're there. Um, even in like a gear point of view and like, you know, from a, like from a photo video point of view, like there is definitely times where like, I'm like looking at these videographers and they're like, oh, I, don't, I, I wish I was a photographer because I don't have to have like this much gear. And I'm like, but you don't all have to have this much gear. Um, I recently shot a wedding with a, a couple of videographers that uh, it was next level in the amount of gear that they had. But then, like, they had so much gear, but then they didn't have their own lights. And I'm like, oh, well, I right. have my lights, so we'll use mine as a, as a photographer. Like, that's fine. Um, you know, so it was just, it's an interesting mix. Like, you know, for me, when I go and shoot weddings or, you know, I go and look at people where, like, you know, they're like, they've got all this gear. And then I turn up with my, like, I've recently started shooting on one single camera all day, you know? And I'm like, it's so much more freeing. And there's so many more people that are, like, talking to me, being like, you're a professional photographer. You shoot weddings every single day of the year, you know, so pretty much, and you're turning up with one camera, like what the heck? Huh. And then I work with guys that have got like six cameras out and they're like, you know, literally holding two in each hand and they're like trying to work out what's going on and trying to do everything all at the same time. And I'm like, that has to be distracting to like not only the couple, but everyone else around you. It's uncomfortable. Like I was yeah. uncomfortable in some moments where there's that many cameras going along. So I suppose- yeah what we've been talking about it is so true for photo and video and there are still yeah. ways that like you know you can take all of this into um yeah like just it's okay not to have all the gear um but yeah. still having yeah. the idea around it and how to use it properly is probably more key to that yeah amazing um Courtney, so tell us a little bit about the australian photographic prize and the industry weekend because it's um this is actually really really exciting so it's pretty. It's pretty yeah. new to me as well because it's um, obviously something down in Melbourne. Um, I I actually don't enter yeah. too many competitions at all. So um, tell us a little bit about this. Yeah. Okay. So the Australian Photographic Prize is new in itself. So last year was the first year that it ran, um, and it was headed up by Robin Campbell and Karen Alsop. And so last year they. Karen is so big on having um, 
a video portion of it. Like she and I have worked together quite a bit in the past. Her business is called Story Art. And she's asked me in the past to film um, but behind the scenes for her. And so we worked together in the past. And so she asked me last year to come on board and do the um, video category, be a judge for the video category. And so I did. And I went down there. I also um, was a speaker at one of the, um, they had like a conference sort of thing at the same time. And so I did that. And it was really great. And I think that we just, she and and Robin had taken that and knew they wanted to do it again, but knew that they couldn't really dedicate all their time to it. And so they asked me to come on board as a video director. And this year, what we did was we tried to sort of pull it out and separate it a little bit so that it was more visible, the video side of it. So that's why it's called the Australian Videography Prize, as it's kind of like its own competition, but in conjunction with the Australian Photographic Prize. So the judging will happen together side by side with all of the photography um, competition. And if you have a look at the website, australianphotographicprize.com.au, you can see the level of um, photography that was entered last year. It's just absolutely like next level. It's really, really good stuff. Um, And the Australian Videography Prize is something that we're still just building. So we had, I think, maybe like 22 entries last year. Um, And this year, we just want to make it bigger. And look, the whole premise behind it. And look, I'm not the same as you, Tim. I'm not type to enter competitions because I'm kind of like, I don't really want to hear what anyone else thinks about my work. (laughs) I I don't care what anyone says about my work. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm just like, uh, I do what I do and I'm happy with it. So I don't really care what anyone says. I think that probably goes back to breaking all the rules. It's you just sort of like, well, but in saying that, I do think that there's something to be said for recognizing the really amazing work that's out there. And for me, as someone who does break a lot of rules, who, you know, I'm not looking at this like incredibly polished, looking for perfect everything. I'm the kind of judge who's looking for story. I'm the kind of judge who's looking for something that really pulls me in, really takes me in with whatever it is that I'm watching. Um, And that's what I base my judging off of. And so I just want to really celebrate all of the amazing storytellers that are out there in Australia, especially. I know that there are so many wedding filmmakers who are telling these amazing stories for their couples. And I just think that that should be recognized. And I think, you know, it can be a really thankless job as a wedding filmmaker. You know, your your clients tell you how much they love it, but it's like, what else sort of is there, you know? Like, so I just think it's nice to have something to recognize those people who are really going above and beyond for their clients. And I don't want this to be the kind of competition where it's like you create something specifically for a competition. I really want this to be like the everyday work. Like this is the work that you're doing for your clients that you're producing day to day, every Saturday. Like this is what you give. And that's representative of who who you are as an artist. I think that should be celebrated. So that's what this is about. Yeah, 100%. And like wedding filmmaking, wedding photography, like it can be a a lonely, a lonely sport. Yeah. (laughs) We're spending hours, hours, days, like weeks really trying to 
like tell a story, but in our in our own way, we're by ourselves, and sometimes we just, we just don't have that influence, or we just don't have that feedback on some of our work and how we can improve. Right. And like I've been to a couple of like video based um, like camps and workshops, and like what's surprising is there's so much insane talent in Australia. Yeah. Like it is crazy I know. how much like how good Australian filmmakers are. Some Australian yeah. photographers, yeah. <laughs> but um, the, the filmmaking in Australia, I just find like, we just do things our our own way um, that's yeah. less influenced by others. Um, and what we get from it yep. is an end product that's just so unique to like to the filmmaker. Um, and that was one big thing that I was surprised in going to uh, like some of these film camps. And so if you are a filmmaker... If you're consistently like putting out work, you're doing things a little different and you want to make sure that you can see like your work, see, get some feedback and really push like the envelope of actually having um, community over competition, like enter these yeah. worlds. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Um, but you do need yeah. an insane lineup of judge, judges, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, you do. And so we've got um, myself, we've got, Erwin Guevara, who's a Melbourne filmmaker, Kylie Patel, who does family films with me. She works with me. Lacey Barrett, who is a birth videographer and photographer. She's incredible. Yourself, who's an amazing wedding filmmaker. We've got Victoria Dunham, who is a um, family filmmaker based in Victoria. And then we've got Paul Holland, who is an incredible landscape photographer. Um, so we've got some, and he's a grandmaster photographer. So we've got like mixed in with our judge in our judging panel. It's not all just filmmakers. It's also some really incredible storytellers from a photography point of view. And Paul is such an amazing judge. Like he really is so good at seeing the heart behind a story and being able to kind of look at it beyond, again, beyond just like the technical specs of how it all is and see that story and kind of view it from that sort of pull back perspective. And then Bruce Moyle, who's a commercial filmmaker, and he is also an award-winning photographer. Incredible, incredible stuff. And he's so great with both the storytelling, but also the technical. So he'll be like, look, that audio, <laughs> man. Like, <laughs> don't, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> don't, 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 don't mention audio. It's super... like a blacklisted word on this podcast. <laughs> he's such a stickler for things like that and i think that you know what we've done with our judging panel is we've really found a strong balance of people from all kinds of different areas backgrounds and all of that so i'm really excited to see kind of what comes out of that and also the feedback that i just think that the feedback even regardless of whether it's necessarily just judges and this competition kind of thing like but even just like Hearing people say, this is what watching your film made me feel, that's so valuable, right? Because when we're creating a film, that's the goal. You're you're speaking to this viewer and that you're creating an experience for this viewer. So hearing what your viewer felt as they watched it, that's imperative to growing as a filmmaker. So I think I think it's really worthwhile entering if even if you're whether you're new or seasoned, um, just so much to gain from it. I feel, so. I feel like having feedback in general, like, you know, from anybody is always helpful. Like, and especially 
especially for us, like, you know, even like in the photo video world for weddings specifically, like, you know, not everybody replies to your final gallery or your final film. And, and I, I know it's terrible, but life is busy for these, like for couples and stuff like that. And, you know, they sometimes just forget to reply or they're so caught up in the moment of like looking yes. at everything. They just like, they thought they replied or they, you know, they posted photos and we know the way they love them, but they don't always give us physical feedback. And I suppose something that I've started implementing recently and um, so has Tim is like, asking couples to if they're okay with it and uh like potentially film their reaction when like for me when they get sneak peeks because for my sneak peeks like that's the like the moment where they're probably going to get the best reaction because they're getting them the next day and they're excited by them and it's all just happened um we did one last week um and i got a couple to film it and like the reaction was mad and like for me i was so excited because i don't off like it's not something i get to see at all normally um but just getting that i guess validation if that's the right word i suppose yeah. in terms of like oh i did a good job with that one like you know and i was yeah. excited by that fact that i got to see the actual reaction um so yeah like i guess coming back to like you know the awards and having all that like that validation in general is amazing and having feedback is um so beneficial to i guess the way that we create um and move forward and grow in our businesses yeah yeah absolutely one more person that I forgot to mention who's judging um, is Peter John from Epic Films. And he works with a lot of like music. Uh, he does a lot of music videos, concerts, documentaries, stuff like that. Um, so he's pretty awesome. Um, we just weren't sure whether we were going to get him for sure because he's constantly traveling the world. Um, but yeah, he'll be there too. So he's pretty, pretty amazing to have on board how, as well. How good. So yeah, even like, even things like music videos, like, I feel like I would like try and get some of my like inspiration and influence as well from like just not just wedding yeah. films. Like um, I try not to yeah. watch too many wedding films, but I I think I try and get influence from different areas, whether that's like music videos or film yeah. itself. Um, but like going back to what what Matt was saying, we actually uh, we shot this wedding together last week, and like a funny story, it was yeah. it was epic. It was so it was so good. And of course, like Matt did like his sneak peeks that he usually does and he got the reaction video. And um, so I'm like, okay, I have to top it. I'm going to do a teaser film. Teaser film was epic. And I got these guys to um, like record themselves as well. But like it, it just made the delivery and the client experience so like much more enjoyable, like seeing their reactions well, to the work that we do. And obviously like when you're in this industry or any industry and you have a passion for it, like it's it's not validation, but it allows you to like really like understand the impact that your work has on others. It allows you to continually like push and push and push. And like Matt, Matt and I, different di- disciplines, obviously on video, Matt's Matt's photo, but we share our work together. Um, so I would send Matt my films before I would send it to the couple. Um, and I would get feedback mm. from Matt um, just to see if I could. I'd start again. Yeah. It's crap. Yeah. You know, no good. Yeah. <laughs> the last three months, man. Yeah, just do it again. Um, and like Matt's, Matt's the same with his photos. And like, we have we have that network. We have that relationship. And like we have pushed each other. And I think for a lot of others, like it's unfortunate that you may not have that person, like in, whether it's in family, creative, yeah. music, whatever. Um, yeah. But this is what like something like this allows. This is what having a network allows. This is what having a community allows is for you to be able to really like gain knowledge from those around you. It allows you to really like network and like push your business and push your creative skills just to one step closer towards your goal. Yes. 
Does does I have a question? Does each uh, like entrant entrant is that that's the wrong word? Each entry have a like mm-hmm. get feedback from like in in terms of like you know their video or their like you know what they what they're producing? Yeah, so they'll get a score and then they'll get a little bit of feedback. Depending on how many entries we get, we we may do the judging online. We might do it in person. The goal is to do it in person in Melbourne. But the the variation in terms of the feedback is that they'll get like a couple of words from a judge. And depending on how, how like if we don't have a lot of entries, then they might be able to get more feedback. If there's, you know, it just depends on it. It's a timing thing. But they will, yeah. Each one will get a, a certain amount of feedback and and then also their score to just sort of see where they sit. And you can get the all of the information about what they'll get if you go to um, Australian video, uh, sorry, australianphotographicprize.com.au. And then I think at the end, videography, backslash, backslash, videography. We'll, uh, backslash. we'll put the link. We'll put so, the links in the, in the show notes. <laughs> great. Okay, great. So the, the rules are there um, and that tells you everything. And so in terms of like what we're accepting, there's films that you're so the entries need to be longer than 60 seconds but no longer than 10 minutes again that's a timing thing but in initially like last year I think we only allowed like one or two minute films and that was hard like that was hard in terms of entries so we really wanted to like like take away that barrier especially for wedding filmmakers nobody wants to go and like make a shorter cut also I know for me as a storyteller I'm like minute is not long enough like give me longer than that so um we've we've increased that to 10 minutes um so and then there's just you know a little bit of um rules around that which you can read on the website and then we have three different categories so we've got the wedding category family which can include births can include um like generational, so like grandparents, it can include, you know, anything like extended family as well. So family. And then um, we have a creative category as well, which is sort of anything goes kind of thing. So um, and then we've got the videographer of the year. So and then each of our sponsors is for the wedding category. The sponsor is Adobe and you get a 12 month creative cloud membership for family. It's the filming life, which is my membership you get um a full year of membership to that and then for music bed um sorry for the creative category the prize is a music bed subscription which is kind of like anybody who's making films would be like oh no. <laughs> that's what i want and like you said like you're probably right so many people might be uh switching over so anyway um, and then um, videographer of the year is a thousand dollars worth of Zoom audio products. So not like Zoom, like like the software that we use to talk to each other. Yeah. Zoom like, <laughs> yeah, the amazing. Um, <laughs> pretty well. So, so question: Can can judges enter the competition? Or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> judges can enter, and what happens for judges is if they enter, then they yeah. step away during the the judging if there's. So usually, what happens is we keep an eye on. Um, what's coming up and you don't step away just when your film comes up so that everybody knows that it's yours. Oh, I don't know if I could do um, that. I don't know. I'd probably, I'd probably <laughs> wait. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I couldn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, so the, um, that, that's a, that's a bit of it 
I'm like, that's how it will work. I'm excited to see how many entries that honestly, like it's just right now it's a, we've had a low amount of entries and what they say is that most of the time the entries happen in like the last week, like 80% of the entries come in the last week. So, um, just there's time right now to enter. Um, the biggest thing really, if you're sitting there thinking, oh, what should I like, what should I enter or, um, my work's not good enough. First of all, just don't even think that because your work is good enough to enter 100%. Um, the deadline is the uh, 3rd of July at 5 o'clock um, to enter. And so all you really need to do is just take your film, take your logo off of it, and pop it in there. Like, just don't be afraid. Don't let feeling like it has to be perfect stop you from Growing. putting yeah, your work out 100%. there. Yeah, amazing. Well, Courtney... This has been this has been great, and we got we got a couple of questions we'd uh, like to like to ask you, and it's a bit of a quick fire Q and A. So the first thing that comes to your mind, uh, what's your favorite okay. movie? Oh, <laughs> The Greatest Showman. I just watched it last night. My daughters absolutely love that. No, good choice. Um, favorite favorite food? Beef stroganoff. Oh, ooh, that's a that's a good one. <laughs> I haven't had that in a long time. That's the, uh, she's gonna read that. I find everyone who does these Q and A's oh. regret these answers so hard after it too. So it's oh, so great. Even when we if, when if we did it, I was like, I think a movie. I said Lion King. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen it in twenty uh, years. So. But sure. <laughs> uh, coffee after five yeah. p.m. Yes, yes or no? Yeah, love it. And what word? What word do you have a hard time pronouncing? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll pass. We'll pass. Uh, if you could, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Definitely not Melbourne. Definitely Shit. not Melbourne. Um, I I really like it here. I don't know. I guess I feel like I should say somewhere in America because that's what my family would want me to say. Game, <laughs> um, <laughs> but Australia is like so much better. So. Uh, that's okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll take that answer. That's fine. <laughs> and uh, last one, what has been your favorite age so far and why? My favorite age that I've been? Yep. I think probably now, actually. I feel so much more um, sure of myself and confident and um, I just, I, you know, like I've got, I'm just so much more settled. I, my kids, I love the ages that my kids are at and I, I think... All of the years before have either been like so much anxiety because I didn't have any money or so much anxiety because I was so worried about what other people thought of me. And these days, like, I just don't really give a shit what anyone love thinks it. of me. <laughs> Absolutely and love it. I feel, I feel really good. So I think now, which is um, 39. How so. good. How good. Well, yeah, we're, yeah. we're creeping up there. <laughs> <laughs> well. Courtney, it has been absolutely amazing having you on. I am so excited to meet you in a couple of weeks down in Melbourne at the uh, Industry Weekend. Um, but thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, Tim and Matt, for having me. Really appreciate Pleasure, it. Pleasure. No worries. Thanks for being on. Bye. See ya.